Welcome to Dreamful Podcast, bedtime stories for slumber. I would like to start off this episode by thanking our newest Patreon supporters, Trayvon Boyd, Valerie D. Bolden, and Julia Chin. Thank you all so much, and I hope you have the sweetest of dreams. As I mentioned in the last episode, it's time for a listener survey. If you'd like to take part in the survey and answer seven quick questions to help me better understand my listeners and give story suggestions, please visit dreamfulstories.com survey. All participants will be eligible for a drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card. As of this episode airing, we only have 30 submissions, so the odds are looking really good. I will draw a survey winner on February 1st, 2022. We're at the start of a new year, so it's the perfect time to reflect on ways to improve your life. With our sponsor, BetterHelp, I was able to talk to a counselor and pinpoint the things that were interfering with my happiness. BetterHelp is a simple and convenient way to match up with a licensed professional therapist. Take a quick online quiz to assess which therapist would be the best fit and connect to them in under 48 hours in a safe and private online environment. Send a message to your counselor anytime and receive timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And if your counselor isn't a perfect fit for you, that's not a problem because BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. This service is available for clients worldwide and you can find a licensed professional counselor that specializes in your specific needs. Best of all, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. As a listener of Dreamful, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com dreamful. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, help spelled H-E-L-P.com slash dreamful. For this episode, I will finally be able to read a story that I've waited for years to enter the public domain, Winnie the Pooh. To celebrate, I am teaming up with Danielle Higley, a fellow Boise native and author of the Stories Behind the Stories, to give away an autographed copy of her book. The Stories Behind the Stories is a breathtakingly illustrated collection of remarkable true tales behind 29 children's classics. One of the stories mentioned is Winnie the Pooh and how Winnie was a real-life black bear named Winnipeg at the London Zoo. I was also surprised to find out that the author of Charlotte's Web hatched real spiders on top of his dresser and that Maurice Sendak drew wild things because he couldn't draw wild horses. This book is not only a fun and fascinating read, but when you purchase a copy, a book is donated to a child in need. I could not be more excited about this book giveaway. Head on over to Dreamful's Instagram, Facebook, or Patreon pages to put your name down. I've put links in the show notes for the giveaway info, as well as where to find the stories behind the stories. Without further ado, here is the tubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff, Winnie the Pooh. So, snuggle up in your blankets and have sweet dreams.
Once upon a time, a very long time ago now, about last Friday, Winnie the Pooh lived in a forest, all by himself, under the name of Sanders. One day, when he was out walking, he came to an open place in the middle of the forest, and in the middle of this place was a large oak tree. And, from the top of the tree, there came a loud buzzing noise. Winnie the Pooh sat down at the foot of the tree, put his head between his paws, and began to think. First of all, he said to himself, That buzzing noise means something. You don't get a buzzing noise like that just buzzing and buzzing, without its meaning something. If there's a buzzing noise, somebody's making a buzzing noise. And the only reason for making a buzzing noise that I know of is because you're a bee. Then he thought another long time, and said, The only reason for being a bee that I know of is making honey. And then he got up and said, And the only reason for making honey is so as I can eat it. So he began to climb the tree. He climbed and he climbed and he climbed. And as he climbed, he sang a little song to himself. It went like this. Isn't it funny how a bear likes honey? Buzz, buzz, buzz. I wonder why he does. Then he climbed a little further, and a little further, and then just a little further. By that time, he had thought of another song. It's a very funny thought that, if bears were bees, They'd build their nests at the bottoms of trees. And that being so, if the bees were bears, we shouldn't have to climb up all these stairs. He was getting rather tired by this time, so that is why he sang a complaining song. He was nearly there now, and if he just stood on that branch, crack. Oh, help, said Pooh, as he dropped ten feet on the branch below him. If only I hadn't, he said, as he bounced twenty feet onto the next branch. What I meant to do, he explained, as he turned head over heels and crashed onto another branch thirty feet below. What I meant to do... Of course, it was rather, he admitted, as he slithered very quickly through the next six branches. It all comes, I suppose, he decided, as he said goodbye to the last branch, spun round three times, and flew gracefully into a gorse bush. It all comes of liking honey so much. Oh, help! He crawled out of the gorse bush 
brushed the prickles from his nose, and began to think again. And the first person he thought of was Christopher Robin. So Winnie the Pooh went round to his friend, Christopher Robin, who lived behind a green door in another part of the forest. Good morning, Christopher Robin," he said. "Good morning, Winnie the Pooh," said Christopher. "I wonder if you've got such a thing as a balloon about you. A balloon." Yes, I just said to myself coming along. I wonder if Christopher Robin has such a thing as a balloon about him. I just said it to myself, thinking of balloons, and wondering. What do you want a balloon for? Christopher asked. Winnie the Pooh looked round to see that nobody was listening. Put his paw up to his mouth. And said in a deep whisper, "Honey." But you don't get honey with balloons. I do," said Pooh. Well, it just happened that Christopher had been to a party the day before, at the house of his friend Piglet, and he had balloons at the party. He had had a big green balloon. And one of Rabbit's relations had had a big blue one, and had left it behind, being really too young to go to a party at all. And so, Christopher Robin had brought the green one and the blue one home with him. Which one would you like? Christopher asked Pooh. He put his head between his paws, and thought very carefully. It's like this," he said. "When you go after honey with a balloon, the great thing is not to let the bees know you're coming. Now, if you have a green balloon, they might think you were only part of the tree, and not notice you. And if you have a blue balloon, they might think you were only part of the sky, and not notice you. And the question is, which is most likely?" Wouldn't they notice you underneath the balloon? Christopher asked. They might, or they might not," said Winnie the Pooh. "You never can tell with bees." He thought for a moment and said, "I shall try to look like a small black cloud. That will deceive them." Then you had better have the blue balloon," Christopher said. And so it was decided. They both went out with a blue balloon, and Christopher Robin took his gun with him, just in case, as he always did. And Winnie the Pooh went to a very muddy place that he knew of, and rolled and rolled until he was black all over. And then, when the balloon was blown up. As big as big, and Christopher and Pooh were both holding on to the string. Christopher Robin 
let go suddenly, and Pooh Bear floated gracefully up into the sky and stayed there, level with the top of the tree and about twenty feet away from it. Hooray! Christopher shouted. Isn't that fine? Shouted Winnie the Pooh down to Christopher Robin. What do I look like? You look like a bear holding on to a balloon. Not like a small black cloud in a blue sky, said Pooh anxiously. Not very much. Well, perhaps from up here it looks different. And, as I say, you never can tell with bees. There was no wind to blow him near to the tree, so there he stayed. He could see the honey, he could smell the honey, but he couldn't quite reach the honey. After a little while, he called down. Christopher Robin, he said in a loud whisper. I think the bees suspect something. What sort of thing? I don't know, but something tells me that they're suspicious. Perhaps they think you're after their honey. It may be that. You never can tell with bees. There was another little silence, and then he called down again. Christopher Robin. Yes? Have you an umbrella in your house? I think so. I wish you would bring it out here and walk up and down with it and look up at me every now and then and say, Tut, tut, it looks like rain. I think if you did that, it would help the deception which we are practicing on these bees. Christopher Robin laughed. Silly old bear. But didn't say it aloud because he was so fond of him and went home for the umbrella. Oh, there you are, called down Winnie the Pooh as soon as Christopher got back to the tree. I was beginning to get anxious. I discovered that the bees are now definitely suspicious. Shall I put my umbrella up? Christopher said. Yes, but wait a moment. We must be practical. The important bee to deceive is the queen bee. Can you see which is the queen bee from down there? No. A pity. Well now, if you walk up and down with your umbrella saying, Tut tut, it looks like rain. I shall do what I can by singing a little cloud song. Such as a cloud might sing. So, while Christopher walked up and down and wondered if it would rain, Winnie the Pooh sang the song. How sweet to be a cloud, floating in the blue. Every little cloud always sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud, floating in the blue. It makes him very proud 
to be a little cloud. The bees were still buzzing as suspiciously as ever. Some of them, indeed, left their nest and flew all around the cloud as it began the second verse of the song. And one bee sat down on the nose of the cloud for a moment and then got up again. Christopher, ow, Robin, called out the cloud. Yes? I have just been thinking, and I have come to a very important decision. These are the wrong sort of bees. Are they? Quite the wrong sort. So I should think they would make the wrong sort of honey. Shouldn't you? Would they? Yes. So I think I shall come down. How? asked Christopher. Winnie the Pooh hadn't thought about this. If he let go of the string, he would fall. And he didn't like the idea of that. So he thought for a long time. And then he said, Christopher Robin, you must shoot the balloon with your gun. Have you got your gun? Of course I have, he said. But if I do that, it will spoil the balloon. But if you don't, said Pooh, I shall have to let go. And that would spoil me. When it was put like that, Christopher saw how it was and aimed very carefully at the balloon and fired. Oh, said Pooh. Did I miss? he asked. You didn't exactly miss, said Pooh. But you missed the balloon. I'm so sorry, Christopher said, and fired again. And this time, he hit the balloon. And the air came slowly out. And Winnie the Pooh floated down to the ground. But his arms were so stiff from holding on to the string of the balloon all that time that they stayed up straight in the air for more than a week. And whenever a fly came and settled on his nose, he had to blow it off. And I think, but I am not sure, that that is why he was always called Pooh. Edward Bear, known to his friends as Winnie the Pooh, or Pooh for short, was walking through the forest one day, humming proudly to himself. He had made up a little hum that very morning as he was doing his stoutness exercises in front of the glass. After breakfast, he had said it over and over to himself until he learned it off by heart. And now, he was humming it right through, properly. Well, he was humming this hum to himself, and walking along gaily, wondering what everyone else was doing, and what it felt like being somebody else. When suddenly, he came to a sandy bank, and 
and in the bank was a large hole. Aha, said Pooh. If I know anything about anything, that hole means rabbit, he said. And rabbit means company. And company means food. So he bent down, put his head into the hole, and called out. Is anybody at home? There was a sudden scuffling noise from inside the hole, and then silence. What I said was, Is anybody at home? called out Pooh very loudly. No, said a voice, and then added, You needn't shout so loud. I heard you quite well the first time. Bother. Said Pooh, isn't there anybody here at all? Nobody. Winnie the Pooh took his head out of the hole and thought for a little, and he thought to himself, There must be somebody there, because somebody must have said nobody. So he put his head back in the hole and said, Hello. Rabbit, isn't that you? No, said Rabbit, in a different sort of voice this time. But isn't that Rabbit's voice? I don't think so, said Rabbit. It isn't meant to be. Oh, said Pooh. He took his head out of the hole and had another think. And then he put it back and said, Well, could you very kindly tell me where Rabbit is? He has gone to see his friend Pooh Bear, who is a great friend of his. But this is me, said Bear, very much surprised. What sort of me? Pooh Bear. Are you sure? said Rabbit. Still more surprised. Quite, quite sure, said Pooh. Oh, well then, come in. So Pooh pushed and pushed and pushed his way through the hole, and at last he got in. You were quite right, said Rabbit. Looking at him all over. It is you. Glad to see you. Who did you think it was? Well, I wasn't sure. You know how it is in the forest. One can't have anybody coming into one's house. One has to be careful. What about a mouthful of something? Pooh always liked a little something at eleven o'clock in the morning, and he was very glad to see Rabbit getting out the plates and mugs. And when Rabbit said, Honey or condensed milk with your bread, he was so excited that he said, Both. And then, so as not to seem so greedy, he added, But don't bother about the bread, please. And for a long time after that, he said nothing. Until at last, 
humming to himself in a rather sticky voice. He got up, shook Rabbit lovingly by the paw, and said that he must be going on. Must you? said Rabbit politely. Well, said Pooh, I could stay a little longer if it, if you, and he tried very hard to look in the direction of the larder. As a matter of fact, said Rabbit, I was going out myself directly. Oh, well then, I'll be going on. Goodbye. Well, goodbye, if you're sure you won't have any more. Is there any more? asked Pooh quickly. Rabbit took the covers off the dishes and said no, there wasn't. I thought not, said Pooh, nodding to himself. Well, goodbye, I must be going on. So he started to climb out of the hole. He pulled with his front paws and pushed with his back paws. And in a little while, his nose was out in the open again. And then his ears. And then his front paws. And then his shoulders. And then... Oh, help, said Pooh. I'd better go back. Oh, bother, said Pooh. I shall have to go on. I can't do either, said Pooh. Oh, help and bother. Now by this time, Rabbit wanted to go for a walk too. And finding the front door full, he went out by the back door and came round to Pooh and looked at him. Hello, are you stuck? He asked. No, said Pooh carelessly, just resting and thinking and humming to myself. Here, give us a paw. Pooh Bear stretched out a paw and Rabbit pulled and pulled and pulled. The fact is, said Rabbit. You're stuck. It all comes, said Pooh crossly, of not having front doors big enough. It all comes, said Rabbit sternly, of eating too much. I thought at the time, said Rabbit, only I didn't like to say anything, that one of us was eating too much, said Rabbit. And I knew it wasn't me. Well, well, I shall go and fetch Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin lived at the other end of the forest. And when he came back with Rabbit and saw the front half of Pooh, he said, Silly old bear, in such a loving voice, let everybody felt quite hopeful again. I was just beginning to think, said Bear, sniffing slightly, that Rabbit, that Rabbit might never be able to use his front door again. And I should hate that. 
he said. So should I, said Rabbit. Use his front door again, said Christopher Robin. Of course he'll use his front door again. Good, said Rabbit. If we can't pull you out, Pooh, we might push you back. Rabbit scratched his whiskers thoughtfully and pointed out that when once Pooh was pushed back, he was back. And of course, nobody was more glad to see Pooh than he was. Still, there it was. Some lived in trees, and some lived underground. And... You mean I'd never get out? said Pooh. I mean, said Rabbit, that having got so far, it seems a pity to waste it. Christopher Robin nodded. Then there's only one thing to be done, he said. We shall have to wait for you to get thin again. How long does getting thin take? asked Pooh anxiously. About a week, I should think. But I can't stay here for a week. You can stay here all right, silly old bear. It's getting you out, which is so difficult. We'll read to you, said Rabbit cheerfully. And I hope it won't snow, he added. And I say, old fellow, you're taking up a good deal of room in my house. Do you mind if I use your back legs as a towel horse? Because, I mean, there they are, doing nothing, and it would be very convenient just to hang the towels on them. A week, said Pooh gloomily. What about meals? I'm afraid no meals, said Christopher Robin, because of getting thin quicker. But we will read to you. Bear began to sigh, and then found he couldn't, because he was so tightly stuck. And a tear rolled down his eye as he said, Then, would you read a sustaining book? such as would help and would comfort a wedged bear in great tightness? So for a week, Christopher Robin read that sort of book at the north end of Pooh, and Rabbit hung his washing on the south end. And in between, Bear felt himself getting slenderer and slenderer, and at the end of the week, Christopher Robin said, Now. So he took hold of Pooh's front paws, and Rabbit took hold of Christopher Robin, and all Rabbit's friends and relations took hold of Rabbit, and they all pulled together. And for a long time, Pooh only said, Oh, and oh, and then, all of a sudden, he said, Pop! Just as if a cork were coming out of a bottle. And Christopher Robin, and Rabbit, and all Rabbit's friends, and relations, went head over heels backwards. And on top of them, 
came Winnie the Pooh. Free. So, with a nod of thanks to his friends, he went on with his walk through the forest, humming proudly to himself. But Christopher Robin looked after him lovingly and said to himself, Silly old bear. Thank you.